0: Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to your favorite time of the week. I know that you all have been waiting with bated breath for your next (laughs) chance to get on the weekday chat. Well, here we are, and today we're going to be talking about how our circumstances reveal our true nature and how Jesus can bring deep healing to us. Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you in your journey with Christ. Today's podcast comes from our midweek social media broadcast called Weekday Chat. You can tune in live with us on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, this year as a church, we're going through the writings of John, and so right now we're in the Gospel of John. And this last week, we were in John chapter 5, and it's the story of how Jesus comes across a lame man yeah. laying at the pool of Bethesda, and he heals him. And, you know, we, we talked about how this man had been laying by the pool of Bethesda, hoping that he could jump in the water when the water was stirred right. and be healed, and that that's how the ways of the world work, that the world tells us, hey, if you want to be healed, you got to do this and this and this, and then your circumstances will change, and then you'll be all better. Then your life will be fine. But we talked about how that's a false hope for healing, that we can't rely on what's around us to heal what's within us. And so Jesus comes to this guy and he brings him true healing, not only healing of his legs, but he wants to bring yeah. healing to his to his whole life. And so we talked about how Ultimately, our circumstances don't so much change who we are as so much as they just reveal who we are. And I don't know about you, but we've been shaken up a lot this year. And so I think these circumstances over the last 12 months with everything going on has has revealed a lot about who we are as a culture and then certainly as individually. Uh, What what about you, Steve? What do you feel like this last year has revealed about who you are? You
1: know, for me, the main thing is this— I'm usually a pretty tolerant person, you know. Hmm. I go through life, and I, it, it's I, nothing rattles me that much, you know. But I found in me this last year this this growing intolerance toward. People with different opinions about it, how they view it, uh, negative talk, and maybe it's intolerance toward um, how the government handles it, or mixed messages, and people's response, and uh, that's so unlike me. Mm-hmm. And I realized this this is had done something in me, and then. What I had to admit is wasn't what wasn't helping me were certain apps I was going to hmm. on a regular basis, like to get the latest, you know, or maybe a news app or a, a radio show or a podcast that fed my spirit in a wrong way. Mm-hmm. And so uh, earlier this year, I had to commit myself and just get off all of that yeah. because it wasn't helpful to who I am, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, because what I have found out, I got intolerant in just personal conversations, yeah. and I just didn't want to be like that at all. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be a grace-filled person and it just didn't have a gracious spirit, and yeah. I couldn't do that. The other thing separate, I think, from all of this is just for some reason I've been wrestling with my identity again. Hmm. You know, and those of us in ministry, you know, our identity is so much with what we do. Yeah, which what I think is true with a lot of men. You know, mm-hmm. what we do is 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 a lot of who we are. And I've and I've have had to have a new journey toward uh, just who I am in Christ, who Christ calls me to be, and who I am in Him, rather than how I function, what yeah. do I accomplish, what fruit is in my life based on things you see and measure real hmm. well. And apart from all of that, I have to come back to the fact that I'm just—I'm a child of God. Yeah. And that's really all—that's the main thing that I need, right? Yeah. Oh, How man, about you? So hard.
0: Yeah, I think three things jump out at me in particular. One, I have more for you. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> well, let's do that off the air. We'll turn okay. the microphones off. Uh, one corporate thing and two individual things. I think the corporate thing that has re- re- was revealed to me is that— the foundations for our unity weren't as strong as I hoped they were, you know? Um, that ideally, as Christians, we can differ in thousands of matters of opinion, but as yeah. long as we share a commonality in Christ, we should be able to take the Lord's Supper together as brothers and sisters and still function together in unity and, and love, right. the unity of the Spirit, Paul calls right. it, you know? Right. Um but I, I feel like uh, rather this last year has exposed that a lot of our unity was a unity of opinion, that as long as we agreed on the right political thing or the right, you know yes. all, all these kinds of things. And so once our opinions began to differ, then our unity was fractured, and that revealed that our unity was based – uh, probably more on our experiences and opinions rather than on a deep commonality in Christ, which is what the, has to be the foundation for true Christian unity. And so that that revealed to me just the shallowness of some of our unity that um, is easy to pretend we're together when the facades are up, but when those things get taken down, it gets exposed. I think the two individual things that I've learned are number one, um, I need deeper relationships in my life. Um, a lot of people were deeply, deeply shaken and felt very isolated by this pandemic. Their lives were radically altered. To be honest, mine wasn't. Um, that I was really uh, probably too comfortable being alone, you know, and my life didn't change that much when we had to go into isolation and all those kinds of things. And so, I think it revealed to me um, that I don't, I don't want a kind of life that can kind of like go on as normal when I have to be isolated, you know, I, I, I just need deeper relationships in my life. Um, and so, uh, that, that was exposed in me. I think the third thing that was exposed in me, um, was similar to what you said, just how cynical and sharp I could be with my words. You know, I felt myself uh, take a few steps back in that this year. That was yeah. so quick to make a sarcastic comment or a biting mm-hmm. joke or you know, or to or to be judgmental. And you know, Jesus said, Out of the heart the mouth speaks. Uh, the old farmers used to say, What comes up in the bucket is usually what's down in the well, you yeah. know. And so that, that revealed there's there's something in my heart um, that still needs to embrace grace. And I'm still I can still be kind of a judge and kind of a yeah. Pharisee. And in you some know, ways all that, that I want
1: reminds me me, too, that I, did, I didn't think of this at the time earlier, but, you know, when we first started the pandemic, when we had to be—it was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, it was. You yeah. know, we were preaching, we got up a Sunday morning, man, just keep my sleep pants on and lounge right here, and it, it was after a while that I realized, what is happening to me? Why do I find—this is kind of a nice relief, you know, we've, we filmed our sermon early, and I just enjoy Sunday morning, and then the hunger set in. Yeah like i am I am really lost, mm-hmm. you know, and i don't I didn't like I looked back and thought, I don't like that part of me that thought that was okay, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. because we have to be together, and then when we came back together, even though it was weird mm-hmm. with mask and distancing, it was so much better Absolutely. than just being at, at my house, oh, yeah. so
0: shame on me for yeah. Just that lazy part came out of me. Absolutely. I I enjoyed the times worshiping with my family, and I think we we had some good learning experiences come out of that, but I remember my first time back in the building, singing in corporate worship with the body. And... I remember my soul just exhaled, Sword. you know, it's like, oh, yes, yes. this this is what I needed, and I forgot how bad I needed it. So certainly wherever you are, uh, we, don't, we don't want to force you to do something you're uncomfortable doing with, but man, whenever you feel comfortable doing it, please come back and join us in worship, because whether or not you feel it right now, your heart needs it, and this is what God designed us exactly for. Exactly
1: right, exactly right.
0: So back to the topic at hand and the healing that yeah. Jesus brings us. Um, I think all of us believe that Jesus heals. And yet, ultimately, sometimes it's really hard to live it. Um, and I think this year has exposed a lot of apathy in some of us, a lot of anger in some of us, a lot of anxiety in some of us. And when we feel those things, apathy, anger, or anxiety, that's often kind of a warning light going off, letting us know that we've placed our trust in something other than Jesus for healing. And so all, all right. of those feelings are kind of warning signs of a deep-rooted heart issues that we're failing to trust Jesus completely, and we're still trying to live self sufficiently, that we've placed our hope in other things. There's some idolatry that needs to be exposed. So what's the process of repentance look like? How do we trust and how do we heal? How do we really, truly rely on Him to bring healing to us?
1: One discipline I've grown in uh, in the last several months is confession. Hmm. I I have been more of a general confessor, I think, than really getting to the nitty-gritty of the condition of my heart or things that are revealed along the way, and that is really hard to do. Because it's very embarrassing to name and state those things before mm-hmm. a holy God. And so I, it's easy to say, well, he knows all that. So if I just put a blanket statement, I'm okay. But I've, I've tried to step up spending much more time in confession hmm. uh, before that. That is very humbling to me. Yeah. And it propels me into wanting to do better. And without confession, I'm not sure we do much better. We have to mm-hmm. see ourselves and be willing to do a self-evaluation. It's really hard for me to do. I've I'm not, I'm not, I'm not been very good at confession. Yeah. And so I have allowed the Psalms to speak to me more that way because David is so honest yes. before the Lord, right? Yes. And he reveals himself. Yeah. And um, along with that is I've stepped up uh, like my day ahead. Now hmm. I will always give him my day, but I never walk through the out. Not too. I would say not too often walk through the hours of my day, hmm. or even walk through like emails I have to send, hmm. and couching that in prayer that I would say things properly, right? That I would handle this situation right. I've just assumed that by God's spirit it'll all come out okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's immature, hmm. and that's. That's poor thinking. I the more I have learned that this is what's coming, then he I, I just sense his presence and I there's there's a kind of a, a kind of a sense of, of of a joined spirit with God's spirit in that process. Mm-hmm. And the days now that I don't, I find that I get more sloppy and my confession steps up for the next day, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. I didn't do it well. Yeah, so those two things, at least for me, have really have really improved my heart in the last I'd say three months, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, confession and then walking through my calendar specifically, and and that required much more time for silence in the morning as well, mm-hmm. which I am not apt to do unless I really make myself and think about it.
0: That's good. That's mm-hmm. really. How good. about you? Yeah, I I didn't think of it initially, but I think your emphasis on confession is good, and Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his book, Life Together, talks about confession, and yeah. I think for a lot of us, we would almost say that it's easier for us to confess something before the Lord than it is to confess something to another brother or sister in Christ, yeah. which shows there's something really off with our picture of the Lord, if that's the case, you know? Um, yes. but, but he really encourages you, don't just confess things to the Lord, although you absolutely should, but one way of confessing things to the Lord is by confessing them to your brother or sister in Christ. And then allowing them to speak God's truth to you in return and help hold you accountable. And so I'd encourage you, um, yes, spend time in confession before the Lord. I do the same thing with the Psalms, and that's rich for me. But also bring it before another brother or sister. And it's, uh, I mean, it's embarrassing and it is humbling, but man, uh, to, to experience the grace from someone else in a very tangible way and then to have them walk alongside you, uh, that's been something that's been really rich for me in the last year that I've stepped up as well as just my own confession to other people and kind of expanding that circle, letting more people in on my brokenness. Yeah. Um, um, and that's that's been really rich for me um, is seeing them pour out god 's grace to me in a really tangible way and walking with me to get better. Yeah. The other thing I think uh, that helps me embrace. Jesus is healing more than the healing that, that the world brings is just the discipline of fasting I don't know this is something yes. you practice really well mm-hmm. um, that honestly I used to practice really well and I haven't done a great job of it's the last few months up. yeah um, but but fasting is this intentionally doing without something so that we can reaffirm our trust in the Lord so that we can focus on the Lord more right. you know when Jesus was in the desert fasting uh, he told the devil when the devil tempted him with bread man does not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God and so whether you you're choosing to do without food or do without something for a certain period. We're in the period of Lent right now leading up to Easter where a lot of people are fasting from things. It's this reminder that we don't actually need all the things the world tells us we need. Right. We need Jesus right. um, and, and that truly we can be completely satisfied and content and healed and whole if we just have him. And all the other stuff, that can be a cherry on top, but we often need to intentionally do without those things for a period to knock down those eyes. And we've seen
1: that in so many people, haven't mm-hmm. we? I mm-hmm. have been so humbled by people who live in the midst of continuing ills mm-hmm. and situations mm-hmm. that seem hopeless, mm-hmm. but they have this abiding joy and this calm in the midst of it all because they found Him to be the true one absolutely source for life. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So Steve Ashley here asked us a good question. Uh, she asked this... Uh, whether or not you're a follower of Jesus today, like, is healing possible for everybody? Is this just people – does Jesus just heal the super committed Christians? Can mm-hmm. he bring healing to somebody who doesn't even believe in him yet yes. or maybe wants to believe but can't – like, who's this available to and how?
1: Our God is a benevolent God. He, he sees the human condition. He cares about people Period. And sometimes when Jesus met somebody, they didn't even know who he was, hmm. but he healed them, and faith was created. Sometimes we have this theology that you know, if your faith's big enough, then you'll get healed. Mm-hmm. That's not what I read in Jesus' life. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I remember the. I mean, even the the uh, blind man. He, mm-hmm. he restored his sight. We'll talk about him on Easter Sunday. But he, he said, "I don't know who he was. He was that man over there. I had yeah. no idea." But by the mm-hmm. end, he said, "He's the Lord." Yeah. And so I love that about our God that he – when Jesus came, he just didn't look for people of faith and got involved. He, he got involved with everybody. Yeah. So I, I – now he wants faith to be created you know, in people, but I don't think necessarily it's a requirement because, and it's because of – the kind of God he is. He's just benevolent, he's kind, he's good, he's gracious, that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: I I love that, because in the Gospels we do see times where Jesus does want faith on on behalf of the people. And he says, your faith has made you well. But this text we were in on John 5 is not one of those. No, This guy doesn't even know who Jesus is. He doesn't believe. He's not even nice to Jesus. And Jesus heals him just out of the sheer bounty of his grace, anyway.
1: And I love that afterwards, you know, Jesus finds him. Mm -hmm. He goes looking for him to tell him something. Something more. I love that about Jesus, always yeah. the seeker, always the pursuer, yeah. you know, of yeah. people, and yeah. he'll do that in any number of ways. Absolutely.
0: So wherever you are, whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, this healing is open and available to you. So. Yeah, but the, you know, of course the
1: greatest healing is Jesus himself. Absolutely. I mean, he wants to heal our souls. And to get our attention, sometimes he heals us physically, and then we give praise to him. That's what he, that's what he wants. So Sunday, we're going to go to further in John chapter 6, where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And it's another statement about his sufficiency in all things, no matter what, what's going on in life. It begins in chapter 6 about this great miracle when he takes a little lunch that a little boy has, and he feeds the multitude. And then he springs, springs board into this great teaching, I am the bread of life. So I hope you join us in person online somehow and be encouraged in your faith and your walk with Christ. We're so grateful you joined us today. It means a lot to us. I hope it's meaningful to you as well. We hope
0: you have a good day. Thank you for listening today. It's our desire to help you grow as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church, would like to attend an online service or plan an in-person visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If
1: you'd like to receive our podcast directly to your device, we encourage you to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.